Hi, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Megan. And we're two good friends. Uh, no, Megan. We're two best friends from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to talk to you all about our love of musical theater. Throughout our shows, we will be discussing some of our favorite shows in depth. We will be talking about the facts of the show, casting choices, the songs, and whatever else we want. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about musical theater. I'm ready for it. Before we begin, I'm very upset that... Okay, so right now I have my Joe's, Joe's Pie Diner shirt, my waitress hat. You didn't even say what show you're talking about today. Well, it's obvious now. We're doing waitress. <laughs> Let me finish, because <laughs> this is very important. I have my playbills next to me. The only thing I'm missing is my she is messy, but she's kind mug. And the only reason I don't have it is it is at the rock climbing gym that I work at. And I can't go in now because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry yeah, I know. I was like, oh, what am I missing? Um, I'm, I'm going to get my, my missing item, but I'm going to carry you over there with me to get it off my shelf. I am that sentimental person who has their pie jar. I have my pie jar too. Okay, what do you use for your pie jar? Oh, it's it's on my shelf. Um, it's, I it's, it just sits up there. I had other like ideas. Um, part of me really wants to make it a candle. Ooh, but I also wait, don't wait, know wait. Oh, God. sorry. Go ahead. I'm just getting one more item. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, it is your birthday gift, graduation gift to me. I can't remember when you gave it to me, but it is the oh, blueberry maple pancake. Yeah, blueberry maple <laughs> That reminded pancake. you of Unfortunately, Bath and Body Works sponsor me. Um, does not have a deep dish blueberry bacon pie candle, but it had whatever that title is. Blueberry maple pancake. Blueberry and maple I've pancake. Used it. Oh, does it smell good? I remember it smelling real good and being like, it's yeah i love blueberries so it's a nice fall candle good i'm glad you should just get like a waitress sticker from like Redbubble and just on there smack it on it yeah (laughs) like here we go um i use my pie jar for granola when i pack my lunch i really like that that's a cute idea here am i just sitting there about on the shelf it's with a little um empty jar of my favorite kind of jam from England. It's an empty jar of jam. I brought it home so that I could find it. I, I, I brought it home from England so that I could find and I could remember and find the brand here. Yeah. And they actually have it at Jungle Gyms in giant jars. So I get it there. God bless Jungle Gyms. Yeah. All right. So All right. Let's, let's get talk to about waitress. Boy. I'm not ready, but I am. (laughs) You want to start us off with some of the facts? Yeah. Okay. So the book was by Jesse Nelson. Music and lyrics are, of course, by Miss Sarah Bareilles. So good. Um, And it was directed by Diane Paulus, who also did The Revival of Hair, Finding Neverland, The Revival of Pippin, Waitress, of course. And Porgy and and Bess. And Porgy and Bess. (laughs) And she's done other shows, but I'm talking about the ones on Broadway. Um, and she also is the director of the current show, Jagged Little Pill. Um, yeah. The majority of her shows always start at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Do you know why that and is? She is the artistic director there. She's a smart okay, lady. Smart. She's at um, Harvard. 
<laughs> I did I did a um a directing project on her. Did we you do it on her? Yeah, we had to choose a director that inspired us or like one that we liked their work. And I was like, Diane Paulus, you don't even have to ask me twice. <laughs> like such a brilliant, brilliant lady. Like I've yes. listened to a few podcasts of her and just the amount that she understands theater is crazy. And she can do like her style is more avant-garde. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something about it that no matter what concept or crazy idea she has it works and it's beautiful on stage I think a part of that is she is very open to exploring everything and she brings from what I've heard and what I've read no ego to the table so she's Mm -hmm. really willing to try every avenue until they find the right one yeah that she expects the actors to come in to and pitching ideas on what they think as well which is absolutely beautiful and some would be an actor's nightmare. Words are hard. Could be an actor's nightmare, but it also could be an actor's dream. Speaking of nightmare. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so two stories, both relating to Diane Paulus and actors. They're both good. Um, but it just made me laugh because I was listening to Stars in the House when Casey Levy did it with a bunch of people from Hair. And then Jesse Mueller also had another interview from Broadway World a few years back. And they both talked about how when Diane is making a musical, um, she makes every single person do a char- nine-minute character presentation. Every single character. And that that's we're going to go more in depth about the ensemble one, but Casey Levy, <laughs> Gavin Krill, and Jesse Mueller were both like, I hated it. But damn, does it work? Yeah, especially. Can you imagine? Even the ensemble, like with, having to make a nine-minute presentation. Well, especially with some of these shows, you would really need them. Especially from what I know from, like Jagged Little Pill, mm-hmm. their ensemble, even though they're playing, they play like real people throughout. I believe I read somewhere that like one of the actresses is like the mom's like thoughts or whatever. So really like you need to do you too. Yeah. You need to dive that far deep into it and be able to do a presentation and explain who you are as this character to exp- that then that will explain why you're doing things on the show. Exactly. Well, and that that tails into waitress as well too with the oh. ensemble, but that's also one hundred percent ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Especially the ensemble in this, because does the ensemble have names? No. So I would have loved to sit in those presentations and be like, what was your character name? What? Where are you from? Why are you in the center right now? Are you from this hometown? Are you, did you just move here? Are you on vacation? <laughs> you just passing through? Huh? huh? Are huh? you on huh? a date? Are you on a date? Are you just friends? Huh? What are you ordering today? Are you guys break up? Yeah. <laughs> are you about to break up? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I, I would love it. I want to be like on stage during the scenes where they have to fake talk to the ensemble mm-hmm. and I wonder what type of conversations they have <laughs> well that's that's such a funny thing because I have been in some shows I'm sorry if you just heard velcro I'm taking off the boot I'm wearing on my foot oh you upgraded to a boot yeah um Oof. yeah elevate it I know well it's not even a doctor's orders. 
Um, he said we're past that point. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. I love doctors. Okay. It's fine. Uh, which is really funny. We're talking about doctors because there's a doctor in the musical. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, this entire podcast is going to be us going on tangents. Yes. It's, <laughs> I forget what I was saying. So we'll skip over uh, it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. okay so, cut that oh, out of the oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to keep it. It's good. Um, <laughs> so you're finishing up with Diane Paulus being the director. Yes. Um, I would just like to put a button on that statement. Uh, this was the first time that um, the, it was the all-women creative team mm-hmm. that brought a show to Broadway. So, oh, girl yes. power. I absolutely love that. Absolutely. I just uh, I just love this musical so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Um. Okay. Yeah. I've. Yeah. You want to hear something? Sort of interesting? Of course. Well, you you know I went into it just not knowing anything the first time I saw it. Yes, and I think crazy. I would have to say, yeah, this. And then I saw Beautiful the Summer Before with you. Mm-hmm. Those two musicals, I'd have to say, like, springboarded me into the Broadway world because uh, before that we would I would see what maybe one or two shows with you and I would always go to see, you would come not to, counting would, freshman year because I didn't know you yeah. well but like junior senior year and then onward I always saw shows that you were in or we saw shows together yeah. but holy cow after Waitress we saw a lot of shows yeah, yes we did. I saw a lot we of were shows like, you want to keep going to the theater and I was like what do you think my middle name is <laughs> <laughs> like come on <laughs> and then just full circle like two years later man working at a theater you're still in the theater it's wild like yeah. wait like I've read Sarah's book and she goes in a little bit about she has a whole chapter in Waitress and it's she's like she considers her life before and after Waitress I'm like hmm, me too <laughs> <laughs> I, interesting I just love I love Waitress it's beautiful I love a good show. Like, as much as I like shows that are, like, fantasy, I have also realized that I'm starting to love shows about real people. And that, to me, is what Waitress is. Like, it's... Yeah. Waitress isn't afraid to, like... Yeah. For sure. And they're not afraid to, like, explore the gray area of life, which is... The entirety of Waitress, I mean, mixing it in with, like, comedy and, like, it's, it's just real life. Like, mm-hmm. bad stuff happens while good things happen. Good things happen while bad stuff happens. And that's... Yep. It's, oops. And it's life. Oh, it's so beautiful. <sighs> okay, what are we moving on to next? Have you got any more, um, more just production facts for Let's see. I have just some notes about, like, December 11th, 2014, the musical was confirmed and would premiere at ART. Um, and that was from, I guess, the producers or the investors of who wanted to see this film. Oh, side note. This is our first movie musical. Yes. Just finished watching the movie today. You did? Um, yeah, like right before you called me. I was like, hold on, I'm almost done with the movie. Uh, perfect timing. Wow, look at that. I know. Wow, wow, wow. And wow. then the same year, probably a couple weeks later, because I also wrote December 2014, was when they had the first workshop. With Jesse Mueller, Kiala Settle, Chris Fitzgerald, 
Bryce Pinkham, and Andy Carl. Wait, so that one was before the Laura Bonante? No, so I think... So I think this was the first workshop. So it, readings come before okay. workshops. Okay, Laura was then the reading. Okay. Right. And there's because, like no yeah. facts on that on the internet. It was making me so upset. And I was Googling and Googling and I was like, I cannot find Diane Paulus this is. I know. I Sarah like, Brellis, if you are listening to this, give us the deets. We just want to know. I just want to know. <laughs> I want the timeline. And I want to know how much they had to pay her to do it. <laughs> Can we just sit here for a second and imagine Laura Benanti as Jenna? I can picture it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I said it. Okay, but... Did I stutter? No. Here's here's the thing. That was 2014. That was six years ago. I know, so but you're thinking I'm, of... I still just can't, though. Be... To me, she is such, she's more of a soprano part. And Jenna is not a soprano. Well, she's, not a soprano. I, she's not your stereotypical soprano role. Whereas I picture Lara as playing your typical soprano role. I mean, Amalia Balish, Eliza Doolittle. Like, mm-hmm. like she, yeah, come that, on. yeah. She's a soprano. Yeah. she. But I don't know, like, just for the readings. I don't know. It would be interesting on the acting standpoint, too. Oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, in that aspect, she probably would now knock it out of the park. But so, I, I can't picture... The singing. I can't picture her doing She Used to Be Mine. Like, that's the one song that I'm like, I cannot picture hearing sing. you sing this in this key and having it have the same effect as it does when a mezzo... Or someone with a large range that is good, that has a really strong belt doing that song. Fair. Like, I know Laura can, could belt. But I also think that they would have been like, oh, wait, you can sing higher than this, so let's just hire this and hire this. And I think it would totally <laughs> change the song. Yeah. We're not Funny even story. on songs yet, and here we are. <laughs> Funny story about, like, Setting things too high. So, obviously, Sarah composed the music and wrote the lyrics. Um, she was actually approached by Dan Pauls, which is a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was writing a lot of the songs for the males, so for, like, Ogie, they had to go to her and say, you need to take this down. I cannot sing that high. <laughs> I believe it. Especially, I don't, I don't know much on Sarah's history of writing stuff, but... I would assume the majority of her stuff she's written for herself to sing. So she's yeah. like, hi, here's my range. This is how I write songs. I think she, before this point, and we can argue this in a second too, because this is sort of iffy. Um, she only wrote songs for herself. And the only reason I say it's iffy is because she wrote the songs for Waitress and then released an album because she's like, I want to sing these songs. Oh, yeah. And I mean... The majority of people who write musicals, you have their demos. Right. You, If the person's... Oh, I love you, Alan Menken. Alan Menken can't sing. No, he cannot. So but he is a glorious his demos, his demos are probably usually him playing, and he asks someone to sing them. With Sarah, it was, hi, I'm writing a musical, so I can do the demo CD of it, 
And that's why it became her little baby. That's why her life changed so much. Side note. No, not side note. Addendum. <laughs> Have you heard the recording that they released that she sent to Diane Paulus? Like her first recording of She Used to Be Mine? I feel like I have. It was released, I think, around this time last year. I believe I did then. Very good. Yeah. It was. Oh, I, I mean, God, my introduction yeah. to Waitress was um, Sarah Burles being like, Hi, I wrote a musical that's going to be coming out. Here's the album of me singing the songs with my friend Jason Mraz. And I was like, What? I turned hello. And I. I have to say, um, I personally, I mean, it gave us door number three, and I really like door number three, and we're going to talk about this now instead of when we talk about the songs, because it's not on the soundtrack, because another really great song is on the soundtrack. Um, But it was at the ART, so it did see... Yes, it did see it at the stage, but she she didn't make varsity. Yeah. But her, the album Waitress, What's Inside, songs from Waitress by Sarah Brillis, like that, I absolutely loved. Hearing her sing um, Never Getting Rid of Me, which is a guy song in this show. Like, I love it. I just love it so much. And, Have you seen her? She did a concert in New York City of, like, when she before, like, the day, not the day before. I don't know when. She did it, but she did it before she released the album of mm-hmm. singing the songs from Waitress. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Very good. That. Well, I mean, I guess they were, at least everyone was signed at that point because Drew Gaylig came on stage and sang um, Bad Idea with her. But Which, and that's another thing that I feel like, um, I forget where I saw that, but I believe he was in on one of the workshops before ART as well but I don't remember especially because some of the times it wouldn't even tell us who was playing who in a workshop because we had that debate on the workshop where Bryce Pickham and Andy Carl were of who played which guy and then you literally texted me that night with a picture of Jesse and you're like well that settles it well but when you think about it does it because that could have been hit I'm since it was thrown on the back, like you can't see the emotion on their face of like, was um, Jesse's face like distraught? Like, wow, this is um, Earl or wow, I'm in love. It's Dr. Pometer. And like, I, I, I think I want to say that Bryce played Dr. Pometer in that reading in that. Yeah. It looks Earl like look at this. they're about to kiss. I know. I would hope so. But like Earl could kiss her. Ugh. Especially think about it. In in pre ART, um, Earl had other songs. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to know so bad because I, Bryce, I see Bryce Andy is as a, a bad guy. But but Andy's so can like, Andy. Andy just came off Groundhog Day. Like he is a great person. Love his singing and his acting, but he was um, the lead in Groundhog Day. He's an but, the actor. The character's an asshole so yeah but he didn't are you saying he just came out of that right now or when waitress is happening no groundhog day has been closed for a while i know i know but he would have been doing this reading pre-groundhog day because when i was right because groundhog Groundhog day was there in 2017 
And that's when I went and almost saw waitress, but I didn't. So sad. Opportunity. So, <laughs> I know. I'm so bummed. You're right. You're right. So I did get a picture inside in the lobby. But so I, I don't know because I could see Andy Carl playing the good guy, but I also could see I'm him gonna, playing the bad guy. And I'm Bryce play a really good bad guy. Ghost sh- Ghost showed us that. Yeah, I should say. I'm gonna go with bad guy for Andy Carl. I, I want to say that too. I also, Again. if I were if I were playing Jenna, I would want to fall in love with Bryce Pickham as well. So, Again, Diana Paulus, <laughs> if you're listening to this, please chime in and let us know. I need the answers. <laughs> um, um and ooh, what else did I? So I had some notes for ART and then for the Brooks where it mm-hmm. went to Broadway. Um, so for. ART and Broadway. Um, the musical direction was by Na- Nadia DeGelinardo, but she's worked with Diane a lot. She did Hair. Um, I think she did Pippin. She did a few others. So, I mean, no surprise there that she's with Diane. She's probably Diane. Yeah. So I have Jesse Mueller, Kiala, Drew, uh, Joe Tippett, current partner of Sarah Brellis, and Jenna DeWall. Deanna Devon. I love her. I want to know the tea on why she didn't get the role of Dawn on Broadway. I just want to know everything. Uh, Since watching the movie, I think ART's Dawn mirrored the movie. And then when it went to Broadway, the look changed a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just having watched the bootleg of ART to knowing what was on Broadway, Dawn changed. Her yeah. her character was the same, but the way the character looked was changed. Yes. And we're going to give think... you a short, spunky hairdo instead of this braid. Right. And I, I don't know, like, in the movie, Dawn is not kind of flat. Like, I love waitress i love indie films um but she's just so different from the musical so i think i guess what the rt had for dawn but when they decided to like change the look they also i guess changed the personality a little bit Mm -hmm. and so they saw her as like the movie version of dawn and then it could have been yeah i hate to say it not artistic differences just and who knows tell you we're going in a new direction but i mean they're they probably it happens. To see, like it's the life yeah. of a theater person or who could have who who knew jenna could have done like had readings for other things that yeah. she was like hey i want to do this more like we just don't know but yeah very good but complicated world of a actor oh also it needs to be released because it's not on sarah brellis's album nor is it on the broadway album but at ART, it was not opening up. It was down at the diner. Yes, it was. I opening like up is so much better, so, though. Oh, it is. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it is. I love opening up. But, but down, I don't know. I mean, I, I know why down at the diner changed. I would love to have, like, a Cerebrella single come out with it, because I know it's there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, also, side note, I work with someone who saw Waitress when it was in previews, and the night 
that they had tech problems in the oh. middle of that idea is when Sarah Bareilles went onto stage to sing. Um, what's the vi- I have the video. Um, she sang something from The Little Mermaid, and then she sang Down at the Diner, but then forgot the lyrics. Ah! Yala remembered the lyrics and was singing it from behind the curtain. <laughs> yes, I love that. <sighs> wow. I was also very jealous he was there that night. That's Can really cool. I'll find it and send it to you after this, because you'll poop your pants. I probably will. I love that. I had no idea that was a... I just don't... I know what it's like to be in a show where there's technical difficulties, but to be on a Broadway show with technical difficulties... (gasps) I would have been shook. I want to know, like, what went wrong, because it was during Bad Idea... I think it was during Bad Idea. It should have been. But, like, during that scene, there's... (laughs) Really, not much that technically. Could, I guess it could have been a light sound. problem, light or light sound. Because the lights keep going. Don't the lights keep going on and off? Yeah, because they yeah. Because it's new. Also, <laughs> side note slash more information because again, I love Latris. Um, Jesse and Drew gave an interview saying before that song, they always have to do like have to look at the ground and like know where there's the big piles of like sugar and flour so they don't slide all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a song. I I think that'd be such a fun song to perform. You know, would be I would have to say hands down. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree, and the reprise. (laughs) But which character? (laughs) Any of them would be hilarious. (laughs) I also. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that when we go into the songs. I'll talk about that. Okay. So they close on ART, a successful run, and then they're transferring to Broadway. Um, there's some time in between. Where so lots have... of edits happened. Yeah, do you have any info on the edits? I didn't write a whole lot about it. Um, just that basically they got rid of the, uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, Club Knocked Up was not the ART production. It was this <sighs> weird, hi, we're changing the setting, so we're going to sit in the waiting room of your doctor's office and talk to this gay couple that's there with their surrogate and this husband and his wife who are there to get their baby checkups and you're like I really don't need this information (laughs) I don't know what's happening but this has nothing really to do with the story so they got rid of that um what was the other one they changed door number three into what baking can do Mm mm-hmm and then opening up clearly changed the look of of the Um Ooh, yeah. They the stage. They cut the Lulu's Pie song from the end, which I think is stupid that they did that. But they put it in um right before You Matter to Me. Jenna sings a bit of Lulu's sing- Pie song. Yeah, but I I don't know, especially like when you're hiring a kid to do a show. And you're just having them run on at the end? I don't know. I think, I mean, you're already paying them to be there. Why not yeah, have them only, make a pie? Yeah, you to be their second act, though. <laughs> second act, very last song. Yeah, true. And, like, I mean, the kid always gets, like, the biggest round of applause because they're always adorable. But it's like, Ooh, you literally <laughs> ran on stage. <laughs> you want to know? 
So you see that signature right there around Sarah's face? Is that a child? That's the Lulu that I saw in New York. Oh my gosh. She came out first in a cute little like hat and oh my gosh, she was so cute with I guess her mom or her um guardian or whatever. Yeah. And she was signing playbills and I was like, Yes, that's you adorable. And then she signed on Sarah Bareilles' face. Wow. I, I love it. Wow. Okay. We gotta um, work so on back- that ego. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay. Back to um so it transferred to the Brooks. They made changes, new choreography. Um yeah. can we can we talk about how they decided to waft pie smell into the theater by baking a pie in the front of house? Excuse me? I what? absolutely love it. That I, is that is the most environmental approach to doing a show. No, it's not. I know, but it's so uh, wasteful. It's wasteful, but so wasteful. But you can't even eat the pie. That I, in the since Stay in Paulus is so avant garde, that would be something that she would do. She is yeah. making you feel like you are in the diner, right? So, why not waft this pie scent? And then, it's, they and then it's going to make you want to buy a pie at a $7 pie tin that is completely worth, worth it. Worth it. So worth it. And especially on tour when it's made by a local bakery. Yep. Mm-hmm. Support your local you businesses. It. You do it. But I think I, I think that's so fun. So fun. Oh, I agree. But like, as an actor on stage, I think this show would be really hard for me to be in. Because I'd be like, I love sweets. So I'd be like, oh, pie. Especially like the real pies. And then I'd be like, ooh, I'm smelling pie too. Mmm, okay. (laughs) Hold up. What's that? What's that pie set? And I'd be like, excuse me. What's the pie of the day today? Okay. Can I have a slice of that once it's complete? Like an intermission one. Bring me a piece. Okay. Thanks. What is weird though is, well, you've been in the Brooks front of house. It is literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been in their ticketing line. That's it. Yeah. It's super narrow. And then the house, it's a very intimate house, too. Yeah. Um, But when both times I went, you either I got used to the smell really quickly, which is plausible, but I couldn't really smell it once you got towards the stage. So who knows? Mm -hmm. But I also agree. I mean, of course you got, you have to go. Yes, I think that I I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, and then unfortunately, I also like the change of the set the set pieces. I love how they added a proscenium of like rotating pie. Yes, absolutely love that. So uh, and actually used it in what baking can do. Uh huh. Um, I yeah. And then the changing of where the band was, and where Cal is, and where Cal um, is, they made it more open. I feel yes. because there were two seating areas, two tables up front, but then the back had booths. Yes, which I feel like at ART, it's, I've only seen the booth like one the, or two times. The the booths, all the tables up. are um, up front, up, uh, downstage, whereas the band okay. is behind them. Where there's an entrance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's like a little into the diner. Right. And then cows off to the corner. Whereas nope. the the Broadway version was like, okay, we're gonna they switched Cal completely side of the stage. Right. 
then put the booths on your back wall and then gave you all this more, this open, open space. space, which right. could, one well, of the reasons could be stage size. I don't know the size of exactly. compared to Brooks, but then also it, I feel like that also helped them do their scene changes because it was, hi, we just have to pull this out. The, they, mm-hmm. they keep the booths back there the entire show, don't they? From what I'm remembering? Uh, for most of the show. And then it's just yes. darkened. Yes. So then you're only dealing with a small amount of set pieces to move in and out when you're going from here mm-hmm. to going here. So right. I like that so much. Well, I'll, yeah, I was just about to bring that up, too, is, like, obviously, ART probably has a little bit bigger space than the Brooks. Yeah. Um, so that was probably what necessitated that. <sighs> but unfortunately, Waitress, I mean, it's no more because A, everything has been shut down in the theater world right now. Um, but it closed in New York on January 5th after 33 previews and 1,544 regular performances. And then it was in the West more. End. It was in the West End, unfortunately, because of Corona, it has, um, they are closed up. And I'm kind of sad about it, because they didn't get to, like, how terrible it must be to close up a show not knowing you closed it up. Yeah. Though I feel like, especially, well, it also probably is really weird, because I believe that Lucy Jones is going to go back after Sarah Mm -hmm. left. And then it's like, wow, that last show was my last show. Who? Well, because they Sarah never announced and, to. I mean, they kept extending Gavin and Sarah, right. but till mid March. But they left early it, because they weren't going to be able to come back home. Yeah, which was smart. I yeah. they were smart to do that. But yeah, I don't. I, it would be a total, a totally weird feeling. It has to be a weird, like, grieving process, too, because obviously when a show closes, there is, like, a sense of grieving, but not being able to close out a show. Yeah. You don't have your clo- be... They didn't have a closing night party, any of that stuff. Yeah. I guarantee that it, it, with the kind of community that Broadway is, is and West yeah. End, they'll have a party after this. Yeah. Hour, once they get right. there. I wholeheartedly agree. If not, I would um, hope that they do. Yeah. We'll plan it for And then Broadway, not Broadway. Um, The first national tour waitress did close uh, last summer. Mm -hmm. And then the first non-equity tour is now paused until further notice. Um, But other than that, right now, waitress, who knows? I mean, it's like with everything else in the theater, it's sort of up in the air right now. Yes. And I definitely hope that they will release the right to um, small theaters and like schools. I think this would be a great show. School like Mercy school Colleges. Mercy, can do it. No, I think our high school could have done it. It would have been a great show for us because you don't need that many guys. Our show, our school could have crushed waitress because it is female led. It would have been totally weird. <laughs> what if we stu- what if we stunt casted people from our grade <laughs> or the theater department from the time we were there? <laughs> I mean, I probably I could do it. I could be, be so many different ways because I'd be like, oh, this. Person I feel like you'd that. be Becky. You, you would a hundred percent. I Becky. I would have been given Becky, and I would have been like, this is 
No, especially the actress that I am now. No, I would have been given Becky in high school because I was the one that would belt my face off and not care. But otherwise, like, you would now, you would crush. Didn't plan it. Oh, I felt you know, like like swing I it right Boom! <laughs> and my mic would have gone. It would have been great. Um, it was, I mean, classic. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's definitely a show, and I think it'll be really great once, as much as some people look down on community theaters. I love community theaters. They're my home. But I love I, a good community theater show, um, even a bad one. Like yeah, Right? Yes. It, there's all different levels of community theater, but especially being a member of two community theaters in Cincinnati, I think, I, like Waitress to Me, I think is perfect first space that the footlighters have i think it would because it you're like in the diner and you're like close to each other and it's an intimate space it's an intimate story i think it would be right. killer in footlighters so i'm just waiting for that day and then i'll go audition and be like look <laughs> i've had this audition planned for years now because i want to play don or i want to play jenna or ensemble member number 35 that hands over the sugar like <laughs> it's fine i'll take i We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I would assume, like, that's eventually what happens as rights get released. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I, I see it happening soon. Yeah. Especially some shows we have to wait longer than others, but especially because their national tour is over, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Right. But who knows, especially with today's times. climate, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a hot second until we get to cry in the theater together. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, don't get me started. I'll cry. <laughs> okay. On. Okay. Anyways. okay. So before we go into my big love letter to the ensemble, because Molly knows how much I love the ensemble tracks of Waitress, mm-hmm. um, I've had the opportunity to see Waitress four times, which is sort of crazy to think about. Um, again, That's it just freaking it's, awesome. I yeah, I spend way too much money on Waitress, but I'm also like it. It's been a good experience all of the times I've seen it. So the first time I saw it was at the Aronoff Center and my first Jenna was Desi Oakley and she crushes it I mean mm-hmm. yes the only time I've I, seen it is the tour so I'm just gonna let Merv handle this <laughs> how about but you yeah. talk about I want you talk about Desi Oakley because you saw her I want to hear your thoughts on it oh I absolutely loved it so as I said before when I went into Waitress I went in just knowing Sarah Bareilles' CD mm-hmm um cd who says cd i listen to it on spotify <laughs> Showing your album. Age. <laughs> I, I only knew sarah Burles's, um album um and i've i still to this day i've never seen the movie because i can't find it on any streaming platform molly so, i'll drop it off at your house i can see if please, we'll and, the, borrow it. and the sarah Burles book please okay yeah i can do that i can make a trip this week thank you i appreciate it um, it doesn't have to be this week. I'm, I've still got Harry Potter's to finish. Anyways, but so I did not know. I knew, this, knew the songs, and I knew mm-hmm. that some songs were going to be changed between that album and, like, what I saw on stage. 
but I mean, I sat down and like just the beginning, well, that uh, put your phone away song, beautiful, so like, good. Round of applause so for Sarah Bareilles being like, you all need to put your phone away put and your... silence it. Also, and, like, super I... cheeky because she did it to a song that she wrote. That yeah. Is- I was like, wait, uh, I know this tune. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's beautiful. She's so smart. I love her. But um, then well. just within the first minute of the show, which is what's inside, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl playing Jenna is like really good. And I really like her. And she seems real. And she has a voice that reminds me of mine instead of the other shows I see where it's like here's a soprano (laughs) 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 Uh, so I are like she had she won me over during what's inside um and then throughout that one of the things I really love about waitress is the the pause that they have when it's Jenna making a pie and she like the world stops around her and she comes in and she's like with blah 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 blah. a little bit of this and a little bit of that and like uh the like emotion in her face right from where i was sitting in a balcony and i was like i you can were, you had balcony i had balcony seats i got oh, it oh, oh, oh. balcony seats at the aronoff center so and who works there they're okay it depends on where you are in the balcony. If you were in the front of the balcony, like you're fine. Center balcony, you, okay. Anything if, else? Anything yeah. else? No. Were you but, center balc? Yes. Okay. I center balc, uh, first row of the top top section. Like, I was upset, but it was a gift, so like I took it. And I also didn't know if I would like the show. Um, <laughs> and, I, and when I saw, when I saw, also saw it. I just gotten back from London where I spent how much money on my student abroad, my study abroad, seeing shows that I was like, I can't afford. After I saw Waitress, I was like, I I cannot afford to go see Waitress again right now. I just got back from England. So I (laughs) I just got back from the West End. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't. Um, But I, I love Desi Oakley's acting choices. I love. Brilliant. I I love her voice, her singing and her. I loved her talking voice. She just seemed so real, and I was like, "Wow, you're beautiful." Um, I I I loved the tour. I absolutely loved it. It was beautiful. It sure was. I mean, and it had. I mean, it, the tour even had people who were in the original. Cast. Yeah. So I was just gonna note that, like, there was again. This goes into my love letter to the ensemble. A lot of people who either did the ensemble tracks at art or on Broadway or who had leads at art or had yeah because Jeremy Morse was was Ogie yeah he originated Ogie on tour yeah so I love that I absolutely love that fun fact his where is it hold on Ooh. okay so I have two tour playbills. Um, the first one is from the first time I saw it at the Aronoff. The second time Lynn and I saw it at Dayton. And I don't think... Oh, okay. So the second time... Gonna... Remember, I, I'm going to write this down because I have a comment. But keep going. Okay. So the first time, he's still Ogie. The second time, he's Ogie as well. But his fiance plays Francine. And I'm just yeah. like... 
uh, right? Side note. Uh, side note. Why is the playbill stop, not Desi no. <laughs> Oakley? We're going to talk about this at the end, and that's a note I just wrote down because okay. I have a problem. I have a problem with their playbills. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, but... It, it makes no sense to me, especially the fact that it is... Um, 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 Betsy Wolf. Betsy Wolf. Like, if it's anybody, it should be Jenna Mueller. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse Mueller. Or like, I the have original. I have the um playbill. Or that one. one. I have this one. That's the um. um, 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 um I'm um, sorry. Um, I just um, yelled. Um, um, to no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're passionate about waitresses, am I? And um, I have the Stephanie Torrance playbill, and I like this one, but Stephanie Torrance oh, absolutely so, deserves her face on a playbill. Uh, so, especially for, I understand, like, reprinting, whatever, but if you are reprinting, if you are reprinting playbills with other people's information, how hard is it to be like, hi, please get in your costume, go stand on stage, let me take a picture. So, because for... They it, they, so, they had the original. Mm-hmm. They changed it for Betsy Wolf. I don't mm-hmm. understand why. Betsy was only on for eight weeks. Too, I'm not right? really her fan. Um, yeah, she wasn't a long. She wasn't a long Jenna. I believe they changed it for um, Nicolette. Sarah. Yeah, they changed it for Nicolette, which Sarah makes sense was... because that was a major deal. Yeah, and they changed it for Sarah twice. Twice like, out of I think was she on? She was she on at the Brooks three times. I want to. Mm, I want to say it's just two. I want to say just two. Maybe the, I could be oh, wrong. The first though. time I think I think she was on for a while. Yeah, and I, think I know they it, was, had two it was a different. long time, and then it was there was a break, and it was clearly because contracts. So Sarah said hi, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> um, hi, how are you? <laughs> but mind if I jump on stage? Yeah, but like if you're gonna change it. For the, especially like your tour, like Desi if, deserves a playbill. If, Desi, yes. Or if you don't want to put a face on it, then just do waitress. Do like every other flipping musical out there, and just give me the title of the musical. I don't need Betsy Wolf staring at me in my sleep when she's on my wall, which she's not. <laughs> I do not have waitress on my wall. I only have certain ones, and none of them have anyone's real faces looking at me, so I'm safe. Also, I have, I have my ghost one. The tippy top. Oh, I have the only playbill I have hanging up is I have it framed because Lynn and I waited outside for forty minutes in New York City in January when it was literally with the wind chill like negative ten, and Gavin Creel and Sarah Bareilles signed it along with. Which I'm so jealous about. But you also gave me that. That playbill. Yeah, I gave you that one. And I also gave you the Allison Luck one. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess continuing on that train. um, So the first Jenna I had was Desi. And then exactly 365 days later, exactly, um, Lynn and I, my sister, saw it in New York City with Sarah Bareilles and Gavin Creel and, to say it politely, pooped our pants. (laughs) I, like... So that was released 
in November that Sarah and Gavin were going to do Waitress on Broadway of 2018. Um, literally the day that came out, Lynn sent me a text saying, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow. <laughs> and I texted back, do you want to go to New York City? <laughs> and at first it was a joke, like, ha, 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 let's go to New York and see them. And then I don't know how it snowballed into us going to actually go to New York City. Yeah. So I guess around December is when Lynn and I sat down and was like, okay, like we have to figure out the prices for this, if we can afford this, because I want to go to New York City. Lynn wanted to go to New York City. We both wanted to see Waitress. Um, could we make this happen? Yeah. Um, and we did. We saw a couple other shows. I skipped classes on a Friday. Lynn was not in school yet. Um, and then we spent Martin Luther King at, to see Sarah Burroughs and Gavin Creel. As um, we cried, Lynn and I cried a lot because we forgot that Christopher Fitzgerald was still in the run. And the scene where he slides on the stage on that table. Um, the light doesn't quite hit him yet, but Lynn and I looked at each other and went, what? <laughs> We're seeing the OG Ogie? <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we talked about stage dooring, um, and it was cold out, so we were like, well, we don't know if they'll come out, because it's been so cold, um, but let's try it. So at intermission, we put on our coats, <laughs> because we didn't want to, like, waste time. We spent all of that two in our winter coats. And then waited till the curtain came down, like little ladies that we are that respect theater. Yep. And we bolted out of the theater to run to the front of, um, they had stanchions out. Yeah. And we sat there for about 40 minutes, freezing our little buns off. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was like a cool experience and a weird experience because I mean, Gavin and Sarah both, like, the guard at the stage door said, you know, you can't take photos by yourself. They're not going to stop for um, selfies, but you can take photos as they're signing. Um, so it was, like, really weird, like, having her sign my pillow and be like, oh, like, we loved the show. And, like, her saying, like, thanks. Like, that was a weird experience because it was just, like, her signing and yeah. going down the line. But you did get to say something. Yeah. Which is also uh, is very nice that they even do that yeah like I was holy cow like holy cow yep um among other things that may not come back when theater comes back but that's we don't need to talk about again. that I'll make it very we're not talking about that now um so <laughs> the <laughs> the next Jenna I saw was again in 2019 in the summer Lynn and I went to Dayton to see the tour and at that time Desi had transitioned out in Christine Dwyer Mm-hmm. Um, transitioned in. Fun fact: Desi and Christine Dwyer are former Green Girls. Yeah. So, um, a um, lot of Jenna's are former. Or have been Green Girls. girls. <laughs> Alice Lowe, come on. <laughs> Stephanie Toys, come on. <laughs> um, again, it was it was so good. I actually have it was my Instagram profile for the longest time. Lynn and I have mm-hmm. a photo with Christine Dwyer because again we did stage door. Um. And it wasn't, I mean, it's not New York City, so not a lot, only, like, hardcore, not hardcore fans, but fans will stage door. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Fun fact, the distance between our house and the theater in Dayton is exactly one waitress 
<laughs> listening. Yes. Um, and in fact, when we were driving out, like it was warm, so we rolled down the windows and blasted Waitress on the way back. Because that's one of the things Lynn and I do is we won't listen to a show if we know the music for about a month leading up. So for New York and for um, seeing the tour in Dayton, we have we didn't listen to Waitress for a month. And that's then crazy. we saw a tour, and then we that. blasted it on the way back. Uh, wait. And the cool thing about blasting it on the way back is people that were in the ensemble were walking by and could hear us blasting it, and they kind of, like, waved and screamed, and Lynn and I were like, hey, <laughs> we see you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, it was kind of, like, I was, like, turning out of the parking garage. Oh, uh, wait. And all of a sudden, I see two girls, like, pointing, going, Yeah. Because we were blasting opening up. Um, I have a story for Off the Pod about Dayton Theater. I'm going to write that down as as well. Okay. Because I have a story about the first time I saw a show there. The only time I saw a show up there. But anyways, okay. Okay, tell us about the other cast. What was your fourth like, cast? It was Alice in Law. Uh, oh. So much. I know. <laughs> and then. This is really bad, but like that's the one Jenna. That they, ha- I mean, I love Catherine Mathie. I also would love to see her do the role. Oh, but yeah. Allison Luff was the one that I was like, I gotta go see her, and then I couldn't get days off. So she, fun fact, she actually cried on stage during "She Used to Be Mine" and had like tissues in her pockets because she had to like wipe away tears and like wipe her nose. Oh my god! Which sometimes I wonder when you told me that story the first time, it makes me wonder. If she... She cried in different parts, too. It, like, I want to know... I, since I don't know much about her, but I, I love I love her. her if part of her too. is a method actor, so she really puts herself in that mm-hmm. mindset, so that's why she's really crying, or if she's really just that good, like, if she was crying on purpose, or, like, did something happen that day that she was crying? But I also have seen that she, like, especially during Waitress, would cry a lot. And that think- it would be stashes of tissues on stage all over the place for her. <laughs> so I-, I understand, but I like part of me just wants to know. Because if you're a method actor, you really shouldn't be. <laughs> it's not good for your mental or physical health. <laughs> right. I think. Ledger. I've listened. Oh my God. Different story. Um, <laughs> I, I've read and listened to a few interviews that she did about Waitress. And I think, I mean, I would have to say again, not her, so I can't speak to it, but. I think she said she connected a lot to Jenna and the material. She saw it mm-hmm. when Jesse was doing it and said, holy cow, I want to do this role. I need to do this role. Um, yeah. So I don't know if she, I mean, if she was method, then you, I would have to think about what she did in El- as Elphaba. I know, but um, I, like, I, I, I would, I would, I think she just connected with the material. Yeah. I think cause it is pretty profound. Yes. And then, I did not stage door because the stage door was insane. Why was it crowded? Why was it insane? Okay, Megan? you can't tell us why. We we might fight about this. In fact, we will. Um, because Todrick was Ogie and he was fabulous, and Colleen Ballander was um, Don, and she was also very good. But there were people that would leave. Talk about um, a stunt cast. Okay, but Colleen moved to New York to do Broadway to try and do Broadway when she was I, she just found and she got popular on YouTube 
I also just really hate Miranda Sings. So um, I think she's starting to phase that out now because because all of her fans are people that are our age or older and have realized, wow, I really shouldn't like her. Yeah, but Anyways, I mean, the only reason- I'm gonna lose so many friends after that comment. <laughs> Whatever. I never, I never watched Miranda Sings, but I mean, she is a hardcore theater fan. It's sort of crazy. Oh, yeah. um, but what I noticed seeing this show versus seeing the other time I saw it in New York with Sarah was there were people leaving before bows to go to the stage door. And I know for a fact there are people who went to the stage door who didn't even see the show. Yeah, and it was it was nuts. Like a lot of people do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I I, again, I went with a friend with when I saw it the last time, and we had trouble getting out of the theater um, because one of the theater exits is right by the stage door, and they were starting to block it because there were so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, oh my god, it's such a (laughs) cried. Actually, I cried. Who was um. Who was Dr. Pometer? Dr. Pometer was... I feel like that was Eric Bergen. It was. Okay. Ooh. No, it, it was not. It was Mark, Mark Evans. Mark Evans. Mark Evans. Yes. Um, And then the role, uh, the last time I saw it, Joe was Benny Eldridge, mm-hmm. um, who is a ensemble and is also currently dating Stephanie Torrance. Um, and then Cal was Law Terrell Dunford, who um, I think left before. Did, what did he leave to do? He left to do no something. Um, I think it was Ain't Too Proud. I don't know. He left before closing. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I just have two other playbills. My cousin went to see it because her dad lives in Newark and they always go to visit him once a year and she saw it with um Shoshana Bean yeah yep and then this one's interesting because again another stuffer um Earl was played by Dan Tracy uh like <laughs> I listened to his podcast and like he's talked about it and he's talked about he's talked about playing Dr. Palmer. He is not. No, he's gonna play Doctor Palmer. <laughs> like I know, when you're you're an understudy slash swing. You like usually don't really get a say in who you're understudying. No, <laughs> but I, I would have loved to see it and be like, wow, wow, okay. Also, age wise, then- he looks extremely younger than Shoshana Bean. Okay, sorry, I got it out. We're good. Well, let's move on. Whoo, okay. <laughs> Side note, Sarah's only two years younger, so, like, I know, careful what you say there. But I want to say that Sarah Burles looks younger, and if Shoshana Bean was really having a child, um, there'd be a it's, lot more problems. Come on, be, Molly. There'd be a lot more to be worried about than, oh, my gosh, I don't love my husband, and I'm having his baby. <laughs> okay, sorry, continuing on. Whew! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, cast and directors. Oh. Please don't hate me. Please hire me. <laughs> The last playbill that I have is just the regular, like, when Stephanie Torrance. Um, and then, again, because I'm a huge ensemble fan of Waitress, I found it really interesting that this stuffer 
Um, the Becky was Dana Jare Danzeller. Um, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Which is fine. Um, I think she was Nurse Norma, which then bumped Molly Hager to be Nurse Norma, who plays um, Jenna's dead mom. And then the mother was Molly Job, who's usually Stephanie Torns, which is really funny. That's no, great. the mother, the mother's um, 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 the mother is usually Molly. So Molly, who's usually mother, became Nurse Norma. Nurse Norma became Becky. And then, oh, God, it's just so funny. I <laughs> think about that. that. I, like, I love that's how things work. That's like, why. That's why singing and understudying is. I think it's so fun because you could have so many different possibilities depending on who's out. Right. Who they decide to bump into a track. And then obviously they had. I mean, I don't. I don't want to pretend I know why they had Stephanie Torns um, being Jenna. She was Jenna for I think eight weeks. Yes, she was, a she was there for she, an incredible amount of time. She's normally the person that they put on when they're transitioning, unless yeah, something's she's happening. A, right, because you but already know the role. Usually, like, yeah, she's she's one of I think two people. Yeah, one of two two people that were there from the start to the finish of waitress, which is sort of unheard of. But usually when you do a put-in between characters, um, people playing Jenna, it's only for a few days or so, yep. or a week or a time, not eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love to hear it. Um, oh, my God. There's a video of her singing She Used to Be Mine, and holy cow. Oh, I love her voice. I love her. <laughs> and she just seems like such a cool person. Uh, uh, yeah. The... And the bow when Catherine McPhee brought her. Oh, I was going to bring that up, but uh, like, okay, so that's a family moment. Family moment. Okay, Okay. can we talk about how classy that was, too, of Kat Mm -hmm. to do that? So, backstory, just to give context to what we're talking about. Um, Last, Catherine McPhee closed out Broadway. um, And then at the final day, so January 5th, final bows when jenna came out well, the they, well they also let all the ensemble in that day oh yeah everyone was but, in the show and came out exactly. the bows. exactly continue but what's i guess a little bit more special is kat specifically grabbed stephanie to bring her up with her to bow as jenna because i mean she was jenna from she was start to finish she was the understudy she was there yeah and she did, Fun she did art like she was somebody that was there. I mean, who starts? I would love to know if she ever did a workshop as like an ensemble or like a reading as an ensemble. This. Right? <laughs> Send us an email. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I like that is it's beautiful. And the I mean, so beautiful. Classy, classy move. I was I watched the final bows and I cried. Oh, 100%. Like, I was sort of upset because January 5th was when Lion King was at the air and off and I was scheduled to work. So I didn't get to, like, see it online when it happened. But I came home that night and watched it and I was not okay. Wow. I, I, oh, January Like, how, so far how selfless and how classy that, uh, I mean. I always on. knew that Catherine McPhee was a really nice lady. I voted for her to win American Idol. But she came in second, so <laughs> look at her like, now. 
I mean, I watched that video. I think I watched it a month or two ago because I'll go through a weird waitress dive and just go through the internet. Yeah. And the look at Stephanie's face, she's like, she shook. She shook and she's like, she looks so grateful. Yeah, she was. I'm like, wait, is this real life? What's happening? What are you doing to me? Why'd you grab me? You got a bow. And like, it was planned. I mean, when you when you watch the video, Cat makes a beeline to her. Yeah, she yeah. Either I wanted, I would love to know if like, Cat told anyone she was gonna do it, or if Cat just like from the beginning knew, when I go out, I'm going exactly over to Stephanie, grabbing her and we're bowing together. That's what I want. I feel like, I feel like no one knew because she almost ran over cow yes also, <laughs> also very true I, I bet she probably talked about it with a few people yeah i also <laughs> there's someone who i follow on twitter that was there the final night and um she was sitting i guess in the back of orchestra and she said <laughs> god i can't believe this she tweeted about how like she heard someone crying during soft um Soft place to land. Who doesn't cry during a soft place to land? No, no, like sobbing. And she turned around and it was Sarah Bareilles <gasps> sobbing on the staircase. And I was like, I would not be okay. <laughs> I would have been like, Can you I, imagine like why interrupt? Oh my God. I would have been like, I gotta go over and comfort her. She's not okay. Oh no. Right. Oh, I love, I didn't know that. I love that. Love her so much. Waitress was her baby. Waitress. And boy, did she deliver. Yeah, right? Okay. All right. So let's let's keep going. Okay, so some right. notable replacements for the Broadway cast were Sarah Bareilles, Betsy Wolf, Catherine McPhee, Nicolette Robinson, which amazing that they were like, hey, she's going to be African-American, when it doesn't really matter if she was originally African-American to begin with. I'm all for it. I love it. I know. I know. With that, Nicolette, whoever played Becky, and then one of the days, Don was out, and Jesse Hooker barely... No, that was, no, 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 that was, no, that was... We got Shauna Bean, and then we got Jordan Sparks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, so... Take what I said about Nicolette and transfer it because I had the wrong lead. That's so it was Jordan fun. Sparks, um, whoever played Becky at the time, I don't remember. I don't and then whoever was Dawn was out for the show. And that was the first time um, that all three lead characters were played by women of color. Which is amazing. So Jesse Hooker Bailey was the understudy of Dawn and got to play. When really, like, nothing in this script tells you... The, the, thing, the, thing, the thing yeah, that right. I really love about Waitress is that nothing in the dialogue or any of the songs says, hi, this is what this character looks like. You could, right. you could put literally any body shape, any skin color, anything. Except for age. Girls. <laughs> yes, don't get me started on Molly. In case you haven't noticed, do not compared to the last one and this one, Molly has issues with age casting. I really, really do. Um, <laughs> also, they had June Squibb as Josie instead of Joe, which is amazing. And then, and then for Take It from an Old Man, they renamed it to Take It from an Old Ma'am. Yeah, and I'm sh- that would have been cool to see. Talking about 
Also, um, while I finish up Jenna's, Allison Love played her as well. Um, oh. But for other Joes, I, oh, I, I mean the other the, I loved June, but I also I loved that Al Roker played him because random. But I also like I love Al Roker, so <laughs> I love my morning news people. I can't right. Like I want to know how that works. <laughs> he probably was also, a very tired man during the that. Yeah, because they get up at like three in the morning uh-huh. to do the news. Uh, amazing. And then Broadway shows. When Lynn and I got out of waiters, we weren't out till. Like, he had to nap in between. Yeah, till like nine, ten, ten p.m. at least. But crazy. Um, and then so some famous, uh, notable. Dr. Pometers that came in. We had Jason Mraz with Sarah Bareilles. That was her first Justin. time. That seems right. Yes, that was um, her. Eric Bergen. I'm going to say this guy's last name wrong. I have no idea how to say it. Chris Diamantula. Diamantula. <laughs> that guy. Yep. Um, Gavin Creel. Hello. Um, Joey McIntyre, which doing my research, I didn't realize he did other shows. Like he was a, um, he's on Fierro, and I'm like, boy, but you wearing a yeah. band, interesting. Um, Jeremy Jordan and Mark Evans. Some Earls are um, Joe Tippett, also was Earl, um, and then Will Will Swenson. I would have loved to see that. One. I would would too, and I always I totally forget that he's married to Audrey McDonald. Oh God bless. And I'm like, I'll see a picture <laughs> of those two together, and I'll be like. Oh my god! Who did it? I forgot that they were a thing. Like they're together. Wow, they have a kid together. Wow. Um, and then Ben Thompson, who, um, we're gonna talk about this. He was one of the. He did the, um, original reading slash workshop for waitress and was Earl. And then they would ne- they would always bring him in, for um a reading on audition. Yet they wouldn't cast him. Until they finally did, and he became the longest-running Earl. He said in an interview with the guys who like musicals, Joe Carroll and Dan Tracy, I love you so much, um, especially Dan Tracy. <laughs> I mean, this is your show, man. As I, We're doing your show. doing your show, but also the other day I told Megan that, wow, I realized I had a crush on you. Okay. <laughs> he's taken come I on know. Like, I just love following his TikToks <laughs> anyways um, he has a TikTok? yes he does he was like one of the Ooh. original Broadway people to have it it's amazing even before Beetlejuice? yeah yeah because Beetlejuice knocked it out like they well that was because TikToks. of Presley Ryan yeah but it, it fit for her her age group anyways we're not this isn't Beetlejuice that's, that's, this that's is Beatrice <laughs> um um, but Ben told them that at one point in his two years of being at Waitress, he had 10 different wives, which is, uh, wives as in Jenna, uh, which I think is awesome and hilarious as well that you went, they went through that many people. Um, and then for our Dons, we had Jenna Ashwitz, Ashwitz, Ashwitz um, yeah. Katie Lowe's in... I would love to see her and um, 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 um what's her husband's name? Uh, but the uh, Ben something. Oh, I either way. Yeah, I would have loved to see them together. It would have been really because he was he was the ogie. Yeah, 
And it'd be like, oh, you're married in real life. I think that's so cute. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, we already talked about Joe's and Josie's. Um, and then for Okie's, uh, some notable ones are Todrick Call. We talked about that. Um, Alex. He was fabulous. I think I would have loved to see him do it. I, I, I always forget. So with him, my introduction to him was when he auditioned for American Idol. But before that, he had been on Broadway. And I always forget that. I just remember his... What was... Um, I believe his first show was The Color Purple. Okay. Um, while we talk about that, I'm also going to look that up. Um, but so I always forget that, like, oh, yeah, you actually are a Broadway kid, not just a YouTuber. So, um, and then um, Alex Wise, I think is how you say his name, Eddie Jemson, and then Noah um, Galvin, Galvin, Galvin yeah. which I think he would have played an adorable Ogie because I said, I think he would have get given just based on what the, I know the other guys look like. I think he would have given Ogie such a different vibe because he's so much younger than the other ones. Like he looks like a right. child. So I would have right. loved to see what that was like. And um, I'm looking this up too because I don't know the actor's name. Did you mention um, who? Ah, you said any Eddie Jemson, right? Yeah. Okay. Side note about him. Original Ogie in the movie. Yes, 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 yes. I meant to say that. That, yeah, I, yeah. that is my note um, and I just didn't say that. It was like, an, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. It was also like an interesting casting choice. Again, I'm going to hop on to Molly's age wagon for a sec. He's not young. No, no, he is not. He is not But like, I guess, and I I think Caitlin Houlihan was on at the time. I, I think see. so. That seems right. Which is. Because I was like, that's, because she's our age. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I see it, but also get. Older yes, yes, maybe? yes. Um, um, to go back on my Todger Call thing, I just looked it up. He was in the color purple in uh, 05. Okay. And then he did Memphis, and that was before he auditioned for American Idol. And American Idol is what put him into being a YouTube fame person because people are like, oh my gosh, you're really good at creating your own stuff. It's really fun. Like, I can, I, his, his song, he's like, hi, I wrote you an original song. And it go, went, Todrick is my name, and I'm here to play a, uh, play a part of your game. Randy, are you going to, uh, Simon, are you going to be a bump on a log? Randy, I'm here to be your dog. Like, it was a bump. <laughs> and it's really sad that I remember that, because I rem- but I know I sat there. Like, looking back, I know I was like, oh, my God, this guy does theater. How cool. And, I lo- like, I love Todrick. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, I mean. But yeah. Fun fact about, fun little funny thing about that. So like during Op, he Todrick doesn't enter until probably about half hour into the show because yeah. Ogie doesn't enter mm-hmm. um, at the beginning. But there's a fair number of ensemble members who are persons of color. So <laughs> there was one scene. Oh, I have to look it up who it is because I want to give um some credit. Who was it? it was tyrone davis jr um he was on they get the tables get pushed on stage and there's people in them 
and they thought he was Todrick. Oh, <laughs> no. So every night, like, people would clap and be like, yeah, and it wouldn't be Todrick. Ah, that's, that's really, wow, that's so sad. Because like, oh. it's like, oh, it's a guy who's not white. It must be Todrick, but false. No, it was Tyro. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It uh-huh. was, I mean, but also Tyrone was fabulous, so. Yes. Deserves clapping. Um, we, talked uh, about, we talked about the tour people already, um, but I want to say I love their wet, the West End cast. I love Catherine McPhee, but also I was lucky enough to have seen, um, I think, I want to call her Marsha. Marsha Wallace. Marsha Wallace. Marsha Wallace. I saw her as Effie in Dreamgirls, and let me tell no. you, in that production, like, I, I, I saw it um, on my study abroad, and the group of girls that I were with, we all, like, just stopped and looked at each other um, after, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, because she full-on was, like, leaning against this table and, like, belting her face off, and all of us were like, how do you have the breath support to do that? You are magical. I also know somebody that is friends with her, and I always want to be like, could I have her phone number so I could tell her this? But she's still over in England. Um, I also saw Laura Baldwin in Big Fish, the musical in London, and it was beautiful, and I'm like, yes. Laura's Dawn, right? Yes. Laura was Dawn, and uh, Marsha was Becky. Becky. I loved it. And they've had some interesting, well, the most notable replacement for the West End, who is not on the Wikipedia page, is Desi Oakley. Desi Oakley. God, God <laughs> She, okay. Saved well, it. She, she saves Waitress. So this was probably, what, in January when this happened? Ja- yes, I would say January. So um, I'll, I'll let you tell a story. Um, so, I mean, I'm not part of the cast, so I don't really know all the tea, but apparently Lucy Jones, who, uh, was the replacement for Catherine McPhee, um, got sick. Somehow all of the covers for Jenna got sick as well. And so production went crap who's going to play Jenna, which I'm honestly surprised. Like I know from being in shows, I could be ensemble member, whatever. I might not be understudying that person, but chances are if we, if I've been in the show long enough and we've been running the show long enough, I know your role. I could do but it. But think about, so I want to know, but think about waitress. It's props, the musical. Like if you take someone else, like domino effect, but still there, I'm surprised there wouldn't be a way another cover for that because I guarantee there's a cover who covers Becky but doesn't cover um Jenna and stuff like that that so I'm surprised there wasn't some way that they could have maneuvered that or been like is there a way that this person could just take two of these props whatever would love to know anyways <laughs> so um in an interview Dizzy Oakley was like yeah I was in New York and I got a text message saying hey can you come play Jenna in London and she was in the middle of New York City. She then called her boyfriend and said, hi, please pack me, pack me back and meet me at JFK. Bye. So he packed her suitcase and met him at, she met him at JFK. And she got on a plane. And the very next day, 
she made her West End debut as Jenna. They sent out the bat Amazing. signal. She came. Like I, I've heard. Like we talked about. Um, um, it was Kristen Dwyer. Kristen Dwyer. Uh, uh, also a Jenna. Also a Jenna. Going in for Alphabet when she was not a part of the cast. But no, yeah, literally. I mean, same thing happened. Everyone got sick, and they're like, hmm, we, "We need somebody." Need yeah. Um, but that's very different and, than than yes, than being like, "Hi, come to London. We'll put you up." So then, Desi Oakley did it for a while. I feel like it was like a month. Um, it was just it was it a was, long time. It was a solid three weeks because that was in between when um. The Jenna's got sick, and then when Sarah was coming. Yes, yes. Um, but so, finally, there was a night that Lucy Jones was going back. And so, Desi Oakley said, okay, I'm going to go sit in the audience and see the show tonight. Have little, a nice wine. Little did you nice, know. Have a nice drink. A drink later, at intermission, they came up to her and said, hi, <laughs> please go on for Jenna Act 2. <laughs> And she did. She did. She single-handedly saved West End Waitress. Can you imagine sitting next to her for Act 1 and then Act 2, you're like, where'd she go? Where did she go? Didn't see her on stage? I would have, that would have been a party. Uh, But that's another reason I I love Dizzy Oakley. Because especially at that point, it had been so long since she had played Jenna. Because she left doing Jenna to do Chicago and then right. took a break from Chicago, came back to Chicago, and then was out of it again, and then did Waitress again. Like, it was a while. It wasn't like when Christine went in as Alphaba and it was like two months later. It was like right. a year later. Six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a long time. At least it felt like. So I, I just love it. I think I love her. Yes. Okay. Her side note, I'm gonna plug her album repeat because it is so good. Yes, she has got a great so album. Um, should we do? So, did you dream cast and stunt cast, or did you do one or the other? Yeah, you did both. I well, okay. So my dream cast is filled. Okay. My stunt cast, I have Jenna, Earl, and Joe empty okay well but we're, we're just gonna have to go do, with it let's okay let's cast. let's go dream let's cast. dream cast yes. and as i told uh megan off the pod this dream cast some of these people i would also put in a stunt cast but i mixed it up so uh, this is i i don't i will explain some of these if you'd like me to <laughs> but i also um feel like i don't really need to um, for Jenna, I would have Gianna Duvall because, as Megan and I discussed, she is much more of a Jenna than a Dawn anyways, even though she originated Dawn at art. Dr. Pometer, do you want to take a guess on who I put there? You want to guess? No. You don't want to no. guess? That's no, just tell Because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> who would have um, For Dawn, I have Jodie Steele from the West End. She's currently in six. Um. For Oak. And the she's not original classic. She okay. She's um she played Heather Chandler in West End version of Heather's. Okay. Uh, but she's currently in six right now. Uh, for Ogie, I have Hunter Parrish. 
because I love his voice, and I think I think he'd be great at Ogie. Uh, for Becky, I have Amber Riley, who I think would be a stunt cast, honestly. Yeah. Out of anyone I've said true. so far, she would be your stunt cast person. For Earl, I have Stark Sands. Uh, for Cal, <laughs> the Cal one I think is funny, but it literally I was like, who would I want to play Cal? <laughs> I have Norbert Leo Butts. <laughs> <laughs> I would should also be a stunt cast, but like also a role that I think he would never play that I think would be really great if he did. Um, and then Joe, I have Mandy. Oh uh, yeah, I would. I would love it. That would be funny. He would be great at it. I think. I think. Oh, we'd have some solid action choices. Solid. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear your Okay, cast. so for my dream cast, any I did a little bit different. No, no. we didn't. Okay. And that's because... Oh, I have an original dream. ensemble playing the original ensemble. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Okay. Well, well uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so for my dream cast, I chose people who were in Waitress. So whether it be... So what Broadway I did last before, time. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have then I have a stunt cast. Okay, I love it. Let's not pretend that waitress hasn't stunt casted a lot. Um, a stunt cast. So, so for my dream cast, it's basically the OBC plus. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I okay, I accept it. So I have Jesse Mueller as Jenna. Yes. Duh. Um, Caitlin Houlihan as Dawn. Okay. Um. Kiala settles Becky. Yes. For Cal, I I still think this is my favorite Cal to date, and it's the Cal we saw when we saw Waitress at the Aronoff. Okay. Yeah. Ryan G. Duncan. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing that sticks in my mind the most is the scene where he is lowering his visor onto his helmet. Oh, yeah. And Artur Dunk Artur Cal um spent a solid like 30 seconds. Oh, he did it. Oh, wow. He milked the crowd. It was it was so funny. Like I I cried. It was it just hasn't hit the same way ever since. Like it was, it was just Aww. so funny. Um, and so that that was like the one memory that stuck in my mind. I was like, yes, Tor Cal. Um Earl I want to see Nick Cordero, the original Earl, do it. Also, hashtag wake up Nick. Um, yeah. And then for Dr. Pometer, I have Gavin Creel. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, and I think yeah. him and Jesse, uh, I would cry during, I would be crying like crying. tears. <laughs> During bad idea because I'd be like, "Wow, this is beautiful." Who, Okay, I'm crying. Sign up. I guess I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Side note: This happened in London. I think I sent you this Instagram story, but it was on Sarah's Instagram, and she was apologizing for during bad idea because mm-hmm. <laughs> she accidentally her hand accidentally grazed Gavin, and they could not pull it together for the rest of the song i mean i think i think it'd be really funny to perform that song with your best friend because right 
who's also not he's, interested he's not, in women. Yeah, he's not interested in you or women. Uh, it'd be it'd be very it'd be fun. It'd be a great time. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. And then I have Ogie as Chris Fitzgerald. Okay. And then, you shouldn't have done um, that because you've seen him play that role. But I also saw Gavin. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's true. Um, and then Joe, I do want Dagan Matthews as Joe. Okay, you, you didn't give me a Becky. Oh, yes, you did. You did already. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I sure yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good, so... that's a good dr- okay, that's a good dream cast. Yeah. I, again, it's original Broadway cast plus. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. I would never put these people in the production together. I'm going to put that out there. This would be, we need to save our show. We're bringing this person in. Great. Um, I feel like, uh, okay, well, we're just going to do this in the order that I've written down. Because I was like, should I save the best one that's going to have the greatest effect to last? Or like make it first? Okay. Anyways, just, just- Jenna. Casey Levi. Okay, we already talked about this last yeah. podcast, but yes. yes, beautiful. It would make an excellent Jenna. I think she could, would save the show if it needed to happen. Doctor Pometer, Ramin Caramelou, Dawn, Kate Rockwell, Ogie, Ogie, Ben Platt, Becky, Stephanie J. Block. Earl. <laughs> Earl. I have Andy Carl. Cal. Okay, apparently I can never think of anyone to play Cal because I have um, Adam Pascal. <laughs> um, and Joe, I have Joel Gray. Interesting. Right? It's very interesting. I also have to admit that I got to the point that I was like, Actors that play roles like this. And I would like, I, I found a list of like male actors because apparently I'm really bad at knowing like older male actors. And I was like, let me find some people. And then I was like, ah, Joel Gray, of course, the wizard. <laughs> but he was also the MC in Cabaret. I just guess the crazy. The movie, not, not the, yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go show you not show you tell you we're in two different areas of the city right now um (laughs) hashtag social distancing um what i have written down for what i have and then maybe we can talk through what i would put for jenna earl and joe because i still can't think of it i got Um, you so for dawn i think Kristen bell would be really interesting oh yeah that would be beautiful for her and then for Becky, I'm still like half off, half on about this. Lindsay Mendez. Hmm. Right. Like I was like, I, I love Lindsay Mendez. Not it would be very like, interesting. Right. I think she'd she be I just want to hear her sing, I didn't plan it. Like that's all I want to hear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then for Cal. I have two people. I have Leslie Odom Jr. because I just want to see it. <laughs> or Norm Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for Dr. Pomoner, I have Aaron Tveit. Oh, don't. Okay. 
Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then for Ogie, I put down Andrew Rannells. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Would you cast but, these people all together? Yes. Or are they like my – oh, okay. Okay. This is the opposite of what you would do. This is just yeah. like these people are going on to save the show, but who would we put together? Not like okay. Fang for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, but who would who who would I see as Jenna with this cast? Like that's the hard part. Um. So I well, and this is also people that like haven't done waitress before. True. That's yes. Well, I so no, but well, I choose Andy Carl because after I saw that he did a reading, I was like, well, of course <laughs> I want to see you play that oh, role. Duh. <laughs> duh. Um, um. So I don't know because I always. Like, I don't fully agree with some of the Jennas that they've had for different reasons. Right. Um, and some of them I'm like, as I told you off the pod, if I'm listening to Waitress, I usually just go listen to the original cast album because, like, I want to hear Jen, I want to hear Jesse sing it. Like, that's who I want. Um, and I will, I have to say, if, if I, if I didn't love Casey's voice as much as I do, I probably wouldn't have put her in Jenna. Right. As we said, as we've talked about the way that her voice is to me, I think she would serve Jenna (laughs) very well. Is she doing cameo? Can we pay for her and request to her to sing? Right. Just, just (laughs) that's my, that's what I write in my request. Just sing. She she used to be mine. Like the bridge. I just need the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Bridge to the end. That's all I want. And then like, Hi. Uh, hi Molly. Hi Molly. <laughs> this is for you, Molly. She is gone. Oh, uh, I would. I don't know. But you, I don't know. For you, I feel like all, all of my people are like so contemporary. Right. I mean, yours is too. But I also like for the people, like the shows and people that you like. I feel like we're, we differ. We do. Yeah, so that's like I would almost part. say that you would put Stephanie J. Block as Jenna. <laughs> if I'm being real, you probably would put her there and be like, oh, I'd love to see you there. I love you. <laughs> Actually, you know who I would put? Hold on. I would put Michaela Diamond or Teal Wicks. Oh, okay. Michaela Diamond. Ooh. Right? I, I, so I would say not her because she would look like a literal she's child a compared to everybody else. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is. I know. She's she, I think she just us. turned 20. She's younger than us. I do know that. Yeah. So are we going Teal Wicks? She would kill it. Oh, yeah. Let's go Teal Wicks. Teal Wicks. I like that. Also a former green girl. I know. There's just a real big trend. Of, did and- you... <laughs> First question on audition: Were you in Wicked? <laughs> right yes or no? <laughs> Have you been in Wicked? Which role did you play? Did you play. Um, if Earl. you were Linda, get out. <laughs> I don't know. Earl was hard for me because I mean, I, it, I, uh, it was hard for me to pick because I mean, it wasn't hard for me to pick. I picked Andy Carl. Um. It was hard for me to pick my dream cast because I was like, who are guys 
who have the voice type for for Earl, mm-hmm. but who also are like are like known to be nice guys, but could play a really good bad guy. Right. And like that was something I went back and forth on. And then I was like, I really like Stark Stan- Sands' voice. So I'll pick him. Well, and let's not but pretend for- like. Like the hardest part for me is like age casting too. So like all of the bad guys I know or names I can think of at the top of my head are all old. old. Yeah. Like Patrick Page. Oh, Patrick yeah. Page. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first thing that comes to mind is like. Could right, you imagine that. Patrick Page singing, um, uh, and you will still be mine. No. I cannot. No, actually, Patrick Page is Joe. What do you think? I'm down for it. He'd be yes. great. Let's do it. Okay, we're gonna do that. Oh, I just need to figure out Earl. See, it's just tricky. I also like, especially, and I, I, I don't like hearing that my cat, like my, my casting type is like the bad guy, or anything. Like, I, I don't like hearing that I have a casting type to begin with. Right. But I don't know. Earl was very hard for me. And I feel like Santino. No, wait. <laughs> you might be onto something there. Hold on. I'm, I want to think about this for a I second. I mean, it would work. He looks about the right age. It'd be very, I think that would be hilarious for him i'd be dying what he'll oh <laughs> yeah what, what the hell? i love it that's a that's a really good stunt cast yeah it sure is um revive waitress you coward we did half the work for yeah bring me into the audition room i already have my first right. questions were you in wicked who'd you play <laughs> and then if you- are you <laughs> x y and z <laughs> um so going from that i also listed my five top five favorite songs ah um, i that's the one thing i forgot to prepare frick okay i'll do it well it looks like you have to do i'll the- do it on the fly and that's fine so unlike wicked i don't think you're going to be surprised about my order you might are be you, surprised. Are about, you like, putting them in song. order? I'm doing five to one. Okay. But let's be honest. The ent- I listened to the entire album all the way through. Uh, I don't skip. You a do not song. skip a song in this show. Um, we'll talk about that after we list our favorite songs because apparently that's a controversial opinion. Um, but starting at number five is "Bad Idea." Okay. Number four is "I Love You Like a Table." Okay. <laughs> Number three is opening up slash opening up finale because... Oh, I accept that. Okay. I love the finale of opening up. So good. Um, number two... Oh, no. Okay, this is also the hard part of doing <laughs> only five because I love all of them. God. Side note. This does not mean I don't love a soft place to land. I do. Are you? Uh, okay. I have what bacon can do as number two. Okay, I accept that. I accept it. Okay, what's number one? Um, it is the montage of two songs, but I think they should be one song on the track. It is "Dear Baby" and "She Used to Be Mine." Yes, I, which I always, I'm always 
Why is that two tracks? It should be one track. That it is one track. So I don't know. I wonder. I always wonder if it's like a, it was a recording thing or what. I don't know. But I accept that. Okay. Okay. Not to be mistaken, I still love a soft place to land. Oh, Merv, this is so hard for me. (laughs) Right. Okay. Also, I love the construction ballet. Like. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this afterwards. Give me your top five. <laughs> um, we're gonna do ah, we're gonna do number five when he sees me. Oh yeah, we'll talk about the reasons why when we get in there. So that's number five. We're gonna do number four. We're gonna. Mm. <laughs> you gotta think, don't you? We're gonna do number four as a soft place to land. I feel like I'm like picking like a sport team, and it's like, do I want these <laughs> starters or do I want these starters? Um, right. <laughs> number three, we're gonna give. This is gonna be controversial. Number three is gonna be the dear baby shoes to be mine. What? I think I know it's coming two and one, so like it's fine. He doesn't. Um, number uh, Okay, we're gonna do it. What baking can do is my number two. That's fair. And because you matter. Okay, that's not uh, number one. That's not a surprise. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Wow, I'm really proud of myself. That was it was real so you did it struggle like, for me like um the entire album, the entire album yeah. so like, i love the entire album um i also it's really funny when i look at these like how i picked these favorites compared to like right. how i did like wicked last time because i was like i love dancing their life because it introduces everybody yet i didn't put opening up in my thing i love opening up i also love the negative and so for me, I was like, do I get, do the negative or do I do a soft place to land? Because like, I love the, the three-part harmonies, freaking love it, girl power, love it. But I also really love a soft place to land. I also want to say it's really funny that out of all of these four, of these five, um, when he sees me is like the only like true, like up-tempo bop. <laughs> the other ones are pretty like i mean there's a steady beat during what baking can do but that but it's still like heavy content behind it (laughs) so yeah that's my top five the artists do we just want to talk about the songs in order um well before we do that i have favorite pie names oh that's right (laughs) i only have three though i only have one favorite pie name so you can go ahead okay uh three is key lime to happiness pie um two um joe's horny pass pie because i think that's the funniest thing i've like what the who who comes up with that (laughs) and then number one is again thanks for taking me to the moon moon pie like beautiful uh beautiful um all right so what's your i didn't know we were doing this until now um (laughs) surprise um my favorite pie is in the dark, dark chocolate pie. Darkwood pie. Because it means so many different things. 
You don't like pineapple love sickness? <laughs> uh, I just want to say, since I knew nothing going into this musical, and the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is so dirty. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, you want to know something? So when I saw it, I saw it with my mom, Lynn, and my sister's best friend. And my sister and her best friend were sitting together. So that means I saw it sitting right next to my mom. And I love that. I did not I, 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 again, old lady. <laughs> but, I mean, I also, we talked, I mean, I said this earlier, I did watch the movie before coming to this podcast. And what's really interesting is how many of the pie names they kept from the movie. I feel like with this, like, you have to. And then right. I would have built and there's upon st- it. There were so many um, lines, too. I mean, I knew that from the beginning because I've listened to a couple podcasts with Jesse Nielsen and Sarah and a lot of the creatives do talk. And um, Jesse Nielsen would say people would come up to her from the show when they were in rehearsals or they were workshopping or um, working on it. And they're like, hey, I don't I don't get this line. Why is it placed here? And because she knew, like, the movie so well, she'd be like, oh, that's an Adrian Shelley line. That's from the movie. We're keeping it. Oh, yeah. Like, this is this is why it's here. Yeah. Well, then that's not – I like that. It's nice. And I, I tried to, like, write, like, what they kept in the movie oh. lines. And it's – they kept a lot. Aw. The plot line differs a little bit, but um, not by a whole lot. I was going to say, I hope not. <laughs> No, so like the only plot line, the plot that changes from the movie to the musical, is just to make the musical flow a little bit better. Makes sense. Which um, so they just right. So they didn't change any of the plot lines. They just moved a few of the scenes up or down. Um, and then again, watching it, this speaks to how brilliant Sarah is. Is I was watching and going, oh, this song goes here. And then taking it a step further, thinking, oh, this is why this song is here, and this is why mm-hmm. um, they chose to do this song with this word and this orchestrations, because she did pull, not a lot, but you can definitely hear similarities, not even similarities, but you can understand how she she listened to the movie and then translated it into a song. Yeah, that's awesome. It also made sense on, <laughs> this is also, Ben Thompson said this, Sarah Brella has talked about it in her book, um, it was a song that will never, never, ever <laughs> see Broadway because it got cut, and it was one of Earl's songs. Yes, um, Earl had more where, songs, people, shocking. Surprise. Um, and the song was literally Earl spelling out, please have sex with me, and the reason she wrote a song for that was there's a scene in the movie where Earl is right next to Jenna just saying, please, 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 like, a couple of times. Damn. Right before, like, a sex scene. I was like, oh, that's why she wrote it. Like. Okay, and then. It wasn't, it wasn't, she was. Right. It wasn't just writing. Right. It wasn't just, because you got to write, like, the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. It wasn't her working out a song. It was like, oh, she was truly trying to think of a song. For this moment. And what I also found was interesting before we talk about album stuff is that in some workshops, Cal had songs. Cal is one of the characters. I mean, we'll have to 
talk about this later, but from the movie to the broad to Broadway changed a lot. Oh, really? Character wise. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. I really get it. I got not I changed, got but he got more character, I believe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Pardon me, I yawned. I'm sorry. <laughs> Little old lady. And we're still, I can't believe, like, we haven't even gotten into the songs yet. And look at, look at. I don't want to. <laughs> this, this is going to become two podcasts. I hate, I hate to break it to you. It, it was got to be split in okay, two we'll, with this we'll amount of time. It, we'll split it from the beginning stuff and then songs be a new one. Hey guys, thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We decided to split the episode into two parts because three hours is entirely too long for you guys to listen to us about Waitress. So we do apologize for the ending of this sounding super weird, um, but we felt like it was necessary in order to keep our episodes short-ish and not three hours long. Um, So hang tight and wait for our second episode of waitress to be released soon all right guys have a good one